Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 83 of the Rocket Punch Cast. As always, I'm your host, Cameron Kearns, here, joined, number one, by, as usual, Hi. Will Turkhurst here, and Rocket Punch veteran, Seth Turner. Back from the grave, baby! Uh, actually, how, how did you escape the Shadow Realm? We don't have time to go into that right now. Let's just say... <laughs> did you make friends with Cthulhu? There were some Millennium items involved. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. There were... Uh, Essentially what happened is this. I was in the Shadow Realm. I had to call out one of the symbols on the forehead wow, of the raid okay. boss so that the people in the throne room were able to shoot the non or melee the non-corresponding scion. After we did that phase, then I had to shoot a bunch of skulls that the the, the, the head puked up and then we got the damage stack. And I just explained to you how to kill uh, Emperor Callus in Destiny 2, so now See, you know. I have, I have, I, okay, good. Now I know, you know how to do that. Boom. I know Maybe how to do that now. Are down. Shot around, do shoot the skulls, throne room, punch the stuff, boom. <laughs> all Not I heard, hard. as a titan, all I heard was thunder punch. Thunder punch. Th- okay. Thunder punch is okay, it's cool, it's cool. I'm here, I'm I'm back, I got this gaudy holiday sweater, which I know the audio listeners will love to hear about because oh, yeah. they can't see it. Um, but it's got mm. Mario on it. We just oh, finished yeah. Extra Life! We did, we did just finish Extra Life, but first, let's go ahead and get, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Not only Extra Life, but other stuff that... Apparently happened in the week that I think we kind of have to talk about. Okay. So, let's. we're not doing table talk, any of that stuff like that. We're going straight in with the plugs here. First of all, if you are joining us for the first time and you did not know, let me tell you, this is Rocket Punch. This is the Rocket Punch cast, a Rocket Punch production, where groups of friends join this table, this coffee table specifically this day. Yeah, please don't hit the table. Wait, no, they, One hit they, the table. They love the emphasis. They love, <laughs> headphone listeners love when you hit they the love table. They love it. We're so excited. No, this is the uh, where groups of friends join this table to talk about video games in the microphones. You can always watch the Rocket Punch cast live as we stream it on Twitch every Sunday night at 7 p.m. But if you can't make it to the live showing, you can always watch the archive of the video and the audio format in podcast form on podcast services around the globe over at rocketpunchgo.com. Not only can you listen to the Rock Punch cast, but that is a one-stop shop where all of our podcasts are at, everything you can find, all the details we do, all the crazy stuff and shenanigans we get into. It's great. Now, as we're running through the stream, guys, if you have any questions you want to ask us, throw them in chat. We are, we're we're live. We've got chat rolling in here as well. We'll be answering those at the end of this episode here. But other than that, let's just jump right in to the news and the, the big stuff, Extra Life. Okay. Extra Life 2017 for Rocket Punch. At least the live stream is done. Yes. We're, yes. we're done. It's it. Um, Our punishment game is over. 49 hours. We're, th- we're in the 49th hour right now. Yes. Um, 40, 49 hours of game streams. We did some giveaways. We had a lot of people coming through. I fell asleep on camera. <laughs> <laughs> Will did fall asleep on camera. Don't worry. I'll make a clip of that. We'll make sure we have it up. Good. <laughs> Definitely a highlight. Good. Um, good. No, I... First and foremost, before we even get into some of the details, I think that everyone here sitting at, sitting on this couch, we definitely want to say thank you. First wait, 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 wait. I think I've got an emote from this. I got it in a loot box. Oh. Select, equip, slow clap. All right. Right D pad. <laughs> right D pad. Slow clap. It, it, it needs to be a fast clap. It needs to be a lot of claps. Um, we now definitely. Watch this. <laughs> I just did it a thousand claps. At no, once. At once. It was micro-claps. <laughs> no. no. You couldn't you, even you see them. You can't divide claps into micro-claps. Now, I'm sorry. audio engineers at home, you can probably break that down and hear the individual mm-hmm. the individual sound waves, but I'll leave that to silence. <laughs> no, we definitely want to say thank you to everyone who helped us out, everyone who spread the word, everyone who helped donate um, and make this. We've only This is our second year, and far and away this was our most successful um, extra life stream ever. We're going to get in some of the stats here and talk about extra life and just all the crazy stories we had from it this year. Um, because 49 hours, that's a lot of stories we can tell. A lot. But before we even do that, we wanted to give a big thank you and definitely recognize everyone who helped out through the stream. Um, Credible Threat Gaming, Chris Scott, 
over there. I'm going through the list. I'm going through each one individually, so get ready. We know Credible Threat Gaming hates Mario. <laughs> we know he hates Mario. confirmed that during the stream. Um, oh, thank you, Jade. We're looking at the comments here. Um, we appreciate the goodwill there, uh, but no, we want to thank Chris Scott and Credible Threat Gaming, um, Stephen Young and Pinball and Desirables, um, John Hammer Time Holshue and Rock and Robbie Billups from the Pop Culture Philosophers, Josh Sharp from Asylum Comics, Daniel from the One More Gaming Podcast, Matt and Amy from Pixel Perfect, Danielle from the Winter Robin Cosplay. Garrett and Casey from Gamer Public Radio Podcast. Jonathan and Jacob from the Moxie Game Studios Developer Group. Will and John from Lava Boot Studios um, Game Developers. Uh, Derek and Billy from the Dirty Data Dudes Podcast. Steven and Carrie from Video Gamers of Huntsville. Uh, the shadow organization that is Geek Out Huntsville. We, we, <laughs> we love you guys. Um, Cameron Jeffrey from The Black Rabbit. Um, Jared from the Rocket City Quidditch Club, Nick and Lyle from the After Hours Game Dev Group, uh, Jed and Courtney, uh, two of our guests and friends that came down and hung out with us today, uh, and Ch uh, Chuck as well, uh, another great friend of ours that came down yesterday and um, had a lot of fun with us here. Um, also want to give a special thanks. It, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick on you guys again. Come on, come on, come on on the camera. You know who you are. Come, come on, on over here. here. Um, these two gentlemen, they're going to bend down for us. Um, Nick oh. and Hunter. Uh, Hunter's representing Makers Local 256, and Nick is representing Versus Huntsville. These are the two guys that kind of made the magic happen for that stream, kept the stream going um, for a really long time. We're going to get into those stats there, but um, definitely thank you guys for the help. Um, we Quick really, question. really appreciated that. Sorry yes. to interrupt. Makers Local 256. Can we just be like ML256? You can. ML256.org. ML256. <laughs> Boom. But no, um, a special thanks to you guys as well. You really helped us out um, and kept the stream going. We definitely appreciate you guys coming in and manning the control station. Give them a round of applause. There's quite the setup back here. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I think we have a video on Facebook of it, but it was a, it was a full crazy sh show there. There's a wire job. There's camera one and camera two, and this is camera three. <laughs> and and there's three uh, PCs just sitting on the and floor. I just imagined two of you, like, but with the like the T frame, <laughs> the T frame, as like, as like the <laughs> the cameras themselves. Why would you do that? And also, I need that Photoshop. <laughs> again, if if I, we forget calling you out, we apologize. But there's so many people we have to thank. But I, we do. I think it's well-deserved. One special um, shout-out as well, very special, to Trish from Credible Threat Gaming and my wife, Whitney, um, who let us come into this house, and you guys didn't even see all this stuff. They cooked for us. They cleaned and straightened up while everything was down. We actually had a full turkey with mac and cheese, mashed potatoes and gravy, green bean casserole, the whole thing. They made us breakfast every morning. French toast and bacon, and just generally put up with us this entire weekend as everybody came in and we did the stream. They slept or tried to sleep when we were making noises, and definitely wanted to give a special shout out to them because they they kept us fully energized for you guys on the stream this weekend. So definitely want to give them a clap as well. They deserve it. It's like they an esports team. You have like your entire house dedicated to it. <laughs> I have to say though. Uh, an amazing, impressive list of uh, of Rocket Punch allies. Yes, that that's here. It's it's crazy to think that two years the the dream was to set out and unite geeky people in the Huntsville, Alabama area into like a cool like party, super fun time club. <laughs> and but then also talk about video games and the microphones in the in the process. And I would say that very very much for the last forty nine hours you've been doing that. Oh yeah, with the allies talking about video games. Playing them, it's really awesome. Oh, yeah. It's really, really awesome. It was, it, it was really, Hashtag really great. Hashtag for the kids, man. Hashtag for the kids. For the kids. For Every the kids. But, but yeah. Pinball Undesirables in chat says, with our powers combined. That's right. Life's little Captain Planet reference there. But let's, just for funsies, if you missed the extra life craziness this weekend, let's get into some of the stats. As of right now, totally we're looking at, let me refresh the page one more time. As of this recording and what I'm saying right now, we have raised... Fifteen hundred and twenty dollars 
um, across all of the people that I just listed that helped us out, created Teams for Extra Life. Um, just for perspective, last year we raised $515 as a group with three people. Almost triple. And that was uh, almost triple what we earned there. So yay us for the kids. Big charity there. Um, and I think the charity is uh, Children's of Alabama. That's the specific hospital that specific most of hospital. us actually donated to. Through Extra Life. Yeah, through Extra Life. So all that all that funding is going to go there to help um, sick and needy kids there. I, I just, from the bottom of my heart, everybody who donated, thank you guys so much. That, that really mean, meant a lot. Um, doing Extra Life is something, we have a lot of fun with it, but we all know at the end of the day that we're there to help the kids, and we definitely appreciate it. that from you guys Hashtag there. for the kids. For the kids. Yes. We had, um, as of right now, looking on Twitch, we have been concurrently streaming without a problem, without a, like a hiccup in Twitch, for over almost 34 hours concurrently. No problems, no hiccups, stream perfect. Hashtag professional. <laughs> and uh, that is completely crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's not even including the I can't Friday believe Saturday. we got this right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we got this right. Um, there. What other stats? What other cool little fun facts? Um, thanks to everyone who came down and watched the stream. We are now over two thousand views on our Twitch channel, so that is a big deal. Um, over ninety followers. I think that's definitely something big and awesome. Uh, we definitely appreciate everybody who came through, whether for a few minutes or mostly the entire stream. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, it was a big, big, crazy, crazy event. Oh yeah, it's a big, big, crazy event. Um, now we did make a promise, though. Uh, are we are we ready to deliver on that promise yet? Oh yeah, no, no. I've got a, I've got everything ready to rock and roll. You got are, everything. Are, are we going to do a, an RNG on the web, or do we need to use like a voice assistant so people can experience it live? No, I mean, if you want to speak everything out loud and, think, and be that voice, you can. No, we're not going to use Siri. We're not going to use Siri. No. Okay. I was like, we can do it live, but <laughs> we'll do it you want to use like an actual number generator. Yeah. All right. We did make a promise, as Pinball said in chat, hashtag the Rocket Punch promise. We keep our promises here with the Lannisters. Um, I don't know. We pay our debts. There you go. We always we pay are, our debts. I, actually, I don't know that you want to say we're the Lannisters. <laughs> did kind of just like blow up the center of yeah. That's true. Yeah, that, that's true. We'll, 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 that. we'll, we'll talk about that off mic. <laughs> but um, we did promise, as far as our grand prize, if we were able to reach over a certain threshold, we would activate that. And the um, your trap card, the, the, my trap card. That's how <laughs> I know. Trap card. Um, and we did bust over a thousand dollars, and so that allows us to give away to one lucky donor who donated to our um, extra life teams across the board a an SNES classic. Now, as we're getting, I think we're getting ready. Some of the stipulations there as well. We have to get it because we didn't know what how much we were going to raise and what we were going to get. So we're definitely going to get that to the winner. Um, hopefully we can find one soon enough and yeah. grab one for them. Um, but whoever the winner is, we will definitely um, do our best to reach out to you. Hopefully you're in the stream watching right now Woo-hoo. so you can uh, know if you won or not. And if you are in the stream and you end up winning, definitely reach out to us. We will um, communicate with you about getting your information so we can get that sent out to you as soon as we get it and are able to send it to you, which it won't you be long. You send us all your personal information via the internet. We send you the SNES Classic. Not, Zero risk involved. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what we've got is we've got a list. Um, basically, as we said, your uh, the amount you donated are the entries that you have in there. We, um, thanks to Trace, we were able to feed through and pull all that information out and um, have the people that qualify for it. We've got you on a spreadsheet here. And we're going to... got everything. All your entries are numbered through. And what we're going to do is hit a random number generator and then we're going to find out who is going to win that grand prize from the Extra Life event this weekend and get that Super NES Classic Edition console? Are we ready? Yep. Got the drum roll. R&D. So it's numbers 381. 381. Okay. Will's got it. He's going to look through. We're going to cross-reference that data yes. with our primary database and discover that 381... <laughs> The, the, it's the, Austin, Smith. Austin Smith. Hey! Austin Smith. Who helped donate if you are on stream. If you're not, it does not matter. Austin Smith 
congratulations. Thank you, number one, for donating to a worthy cause and coming out and checking us out this weekend. We will be getting you that SNES Classic Edition console as soon as we can. If you are hearing this, if you're in chat, definitely reach out to us um, on Facebook, on Twitter. We're out there, rocketpunchgo.com. You can reach out to us. We will get you taken care of. Um, round of applause. Even if you didn't win, thank you so much. Uh, it's amazing that that it's almost triple from last year. Yeah, triple. almost triple from that. And the other cool thing as well is we push this event very hard during our stream event. But the other thing to note is that we don't—you don't have to stop donating to our team. Um, Extra Life does continue on through the end of the year. So if you were not able to donate this weekend, don't worry. You can always donate donate for the 2017 edition of the Extra, Extra Life team all the way through December 31st, 2017. So don't let this weekend stop you from donating to a worthy cause and helping. Um, Sick kids. Hashtag for the kids. As of yeah. now, Rocket Punch is... Well, can you go back? 752nd place. On the community. The entirety of Extra Life. 752, which is amazing How to be in the top 1,000. A lot. A lot. Um, <laughs> tens of thousands of people. So let's go all the way back to the very end. Is it even going to go that far? It's probably There's 5,311 teams. Wow. Okay. Amazing. So amazing. Top this is amazing. But no, um, talking about Extra Life, and, and, and just generally, it's funny because this episode of the Rock Punchcast is also going to be going out through Thanksgiving. This is a Thanksgiving week. Yep. So just talking, let's take a few minutes to just talk about the, maybe our favorite stories from Extra Life. Uh, just, or maybe just even just stuff we are really thankful for with gaming, with Extra Life, just giving and doing all that stuff. Um, I'll start and give you guys a second to think. Um, okay. <laughs> for people who did not watch the entirety of the stream, this is hilarious, and we are going to clip for that. We mentioned it earlier. Apparently, okay, so I guess as of this morning, I went to sleep first. Will and I took shifts to go to sleep. <laughs> And I went to sleep first at about 1 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up around 4.45. And I was awoken at 4.45 to a message that popped on my phone from Derek from Dirty Data Dudes, who, who simply said, hey, your boy's passed out on the stream. <laughs> I was like, what? Hey, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And so I got, I got, put my clothes on and I walked out and I, I bless his heart. Will's sitting right here in the corner with a Nintendo Switch system up and he is out. He is out of it. Um, what, uh, so, question. What? Are you a, are you a fall forward or a fall back type of like, were you like, was he like hunched I, over? I don't know. He was you fall back. He was, was fall okay, back. So he was, he was like, fall back. Like this? Okay, cool. It was, um, kind of, I, I, all I did was walk out. I tapped him on the shoulder. He jumped up, and I was like, "Will, you can go to bed, man. I'll take you from here." It was it was so funny. We ended up um, come to find out that he was probably asleep for about ten to fifteen minutes on stream. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) with Mario Odyssey just sitting there, like, (laughs) like where is this guy? That's great. Um, My personal favorite, uh, one of my favorite stories from Extra Life this weekend. you guys, is that you might have some, uh, Will, you got a story? Our favorite event story thing, anything that happened Extra Life related from this weekend? Falling asleep on stream. I, no, I, <laughs> I, I mean, I find that absolutely hilarious after I had a few hours of sleep to like kind of at least get back and functional. Aww. It's not funny at the time. Yeah. No, I, I was barely even capable of thought. Yeah, let, let's let now let's yeah let's cut him a break. He was, I think you were working. You were up for twenty six hours straight. I, I think twenty six hours straight, and I had worked a full shift the day before. Ooh. Yeah, so, so yeah, I worked Friday and Saturday as well. So it, it's like, eh, but you know. Hey man, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. It is what it is. Yeah. I uh, hey, uh, side note that's not part of the extra life stream. You know where else I've fallen asleep with you guys? Star Wars: Force Awakens. Like, oh my god, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was literally. The oh my god, that was super, yeah. super freaking hilarious. Oh, and, and any cool extra life story? Yeah, there were a lot of behind the scenes stuff. I turned yeah. on Twitch and saw that 
Cameron was at negative 17 health in Hearthstone. <laughs> I said this on the stream. I immediately was like, man, I should need to, I need to go put out that fire. <laughs> so I texted him or direct messaged. I was like, that's probably the go. most appropriate 2017 connection method uh, to come and uh, raid the last little bit of the stream. And that was, that was pretty fun. So I, I kind of jumped in and out. So most of what I caught was toward the beginning and toward the end. Um, but uh, overall, I would say, like, again, it's just amazing to see that uh, what started as a bunch of people around a table at, with a microphone turned into $1,500, $2,000 if you factor in last year, yep. uh, $2,000 for kids in need, <clears throat> local kids right here in Alabama, um, as well as some awesome memories and laughs with Will falling asleep. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> all um, kinds of great stuff. I will say one of the funniest things I've ever seen doing any stream was last year. You doing the wizard dance. The wizard, wizard dance. dance. That, we, the wizard that. dance. The wizard dance. You do it since you guys tripped. I don't have the hat. Without the hat, it, I can't it, it doesn't work magic. without the hat. It I does not work. Well, it's clipped on Twitch, so. It, um, it is on Twitch. It is on Twitch. It's clipped. Go check it out. Um, but yeah, it's like, it, it, and for those of you who don't know, like I, mm. I, I, I kind of helped start Rocket Punch, and I remember when we set out, the goal was to, to make cool video game content and to unite the gamers of Huntsville. And I think we had a list of, what, 20 people? Over um, stats, what? over 20 different brands. Organization brand, Organizations yeah. within this area and about, not even including that, about three to four individuals as well. Yeah, and so it's like, to think that, and, there, and the thing is, is there's hundreds of more people out there, right? Yep. Like, that's just the first 20. And to to think that, that um, Rocket Punch is, is helping these folks kind of come out and meet each other, uh, and network around it. It's just that's like that's the dream. That was the dream from the beginning, and it's uh, really awesome that you're. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> it's uh, it's truly out there. And I think Extra Life last year was definitely like a uh, a beacon of like, well, damn, this is this works. This is happening. Yep. And then this year, it's like even more so. Triple the number of donations with more contributors than ever. I think we maybe had one visitor, if we even had a visitor last year. Uh no, I don't think we actually we have, have it. It's visitors. just us three yeah. Yeah. in a room in a net, in a different living room <laughs> for twenty four hours 24 streaming hours. our butts off there. Double the time length this time as well. I also think it. We didn't announce this as well, but we had um the reason we had teams so we had a little bit of bragging rights with all the people that were tuning in. I think it is worth it to go ahead and announce that the <clears throat> Rocket Punch Extra Life twenty seventeen. Grand champion team member, i.e., the person, the team in our overall Rocket Punch umbrella that raised the most money um, with people donating to their Extra Life team, was Stephen Young of Pinball and Desirables in a miraculous last minute. Just if you didn't watch the stream, good lord, go to twitch.tv. Yeah, you don't even go here. <laughs> Pinball and Desirables, um, give a round of applause. That was an awesome stream. Grand champ. Um, oh good! It, it was all for charity. It's not gambling. Oh good! He's in chat. He is in chat. <laughs> so he can so personally flaunt. PBU will have official bragging rights as the grand champion for the remainder of the year until next year's Extra Life event. And um, Will and I are we might work on something a little special for you, Stephen. Yeah. We'll see. We're we'll gonna see. need to get together and do another pinball stream just to make sure that we can uh, deliver this extra special idea. Does he get a crown? Question from chat. I'm going to go to Burger King as soon as this is over and get asked, can I have the kids meal with the crown? And we're going to get it for you. No. Do you have to buy something to get the crown? No, they're free, no, they're free. I was about to say, 2017 is a dark year. <laughs> it's a dark, dark year. Well, I mean, a lot of bad crap has happened. I'm just saying, that would be the that would be the period on the end of that <laughs> shitty sentence. Um, but yeah. I, is there anything that us three, anybody that's still in the room... Have anything to say about Extra Life? I mean, just an incredible year. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, we can't say thank you enough to everybody who donated, everybody who helped um, the Rocket Punch team. Any other final thoughts on Extra Life? (laughs) (laughs) Besides laughing at Seth being a goober, Um, no, just thank you for everything. Again, it's not going to be enough. Can't be enough, but. It's not for us. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. Hashtag for the kids. Well, it's always something to remember. Is that at the end of the day, all the fun, all the games we played, 
all the uh, everything we did over this weekend at the end of the day is hashtag for the kids and that's definitely something to remember definitely you made it worth it with all the extra hours and exhaustion and oh yeah will falling asleep on camera look regardless of will even falling asleep look I, we're tired Will I'm, I'm I'm worn. I showed up two hours ago, so I've had. I think I've I'm had, that. I'm the dude that shows up at the end to say, <laughs> "Hey, look at me." Um, I think I've had about seven hours combined sleep since Friday morning. Um, you're about what eight, seven, eight? Uh, I'm at like no uh, seven or eight. Yeah, seven, seven or eight, seven or eight. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. All the drinking for the kids from P- PBU. There you go. So. You know what kids like? What? Video games. They do. So let's talk a little bit about Fortunately, some video games. Fortunately, this is also a video game podcast. That is true. We've got an <laughs> extra special conversation to talk about. Um, so extra. get your hard hats ready. Hold on, let me get my foam fingers. Extra special. <laughs> um, <sighs> you guys may have been following the news probably the last week or so. Um, I, I We've talked about this in multiple conversations and... I feel kind of bad. It's unfortunate that we have to talk about it again. I, I, I'm trying to promise right now this is probably the last time we'll talk about it this year. But who knows? Anything's possible. Um, EA's going to launch another game. Let's talk about microtransactions Micro and video games. Oh, wait, 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 no, no, hold on, no, no, hold on here. What is this, Q2 2017? <laughs> we call it post-purchase monetization now. Oh, oh, is that the uh, the official version? We don't, we, you know, we talk, we, it, there are multiple avenues, multiple channels... That oh, multiple can, channels. That, okay, that one can contribute through both microtransactions, season passes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Okay, okay. So post-purchase monetization is a vocabulary word pulled from Ubisoft's finance discussions. Oh, yeah. But so let's we're going to talk more about microtransactions. This may be like the definitive <laughs> conversation of 2017 for us on microtransactions, and we're going to have to bring up. Unfortunately, I think a game a lot of people are were excited for Star Wars Battlefront Two. And the, I think we could all agree, the debacle. Shit show is the correct word. Okay, yeah, that, no, that, that happened. Um, that's $100 uh, for the swear drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Load it up. Um, what, what, what the crap? I, 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 don't, I don't even know where to begin. How did it start? For, we, um, I have, first off, I have a few things to say. All right, go. The, the floor is yours. We're gathered here today. <laughs> to remember Star Wars Battlefront 2 not for what it not for what it was supposed to be or no, not for what it is but for what it was supposed to be which was the greatest Star Wars game of all time it was given to us as a promise uh, in E3 I remember it as yesterday uh, no DLC yes, sir. no season passes None of that. it was Paraded through the streets. Paraded. Uh, all, the, all the saga. The whole saga. Multiple maps. Starfighter mode. We've got three studios working on this. It's going to be the biggest Star Wars game ever. It looked great. It played great. Everyone loved it. Beta came out. Oh man, this is awesome. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. Then it released. Here lies Star Wars. You can unlock part two of the eulogy somewhere in the loot box. <laughs> That's available now. We've turned off microtransactions for now, but... It's still out there. It, it, uh, um, actually, no, no, we haven't. They're rip. over on rocketpunchgo.com for extra life under Team Will. Yeah, give your money to something worthwhile. It, um, yeah, I just EA and Star Wars Battlefront 2 kind of reignited a huge... I mean, microtransactions were already the hot button item, but Battlefront 2 really reignited it. Before even the game launched, you had the, um, the early access. As soon as I think it started as people found out that how much it would cost to purchase those characters, yep. especially Vader and Luke, which were 60,000 credits. Somebody calculated the average amount of credits you would get in each match, saying it would take 40 hours of gameplay just to get enough to get one of those characters, and that's not even including buying anything else. Yep. And then from there, it just spiraled out of control. EA's trying to cover their tracks on Reddit. Most downvoted post in history. Yeah, the prior one was like negative 21,000 or 20-something thousand like that. This is over like 300K. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I think it was over. Yeah. I think I heard it was even more than that. Well, it very well may be. Like these numbers are a few days old. It's important to point out that this was like a response from EA about it, right? And I think yeah. that the 
uh, sense of accomplishment. So the pride and accomplishment. Pride and accomplishment were the quotes from that that really kind of set people off. Um, but yeah, we definitely. I feel like this was a. This has been building for years. I feel like this has been building ever since DLC really was introduced. Horse armor. <laughs> the seed for this was born oh, with yeah. Oblivion's horse armor, <laughs> and since then it's just been a festering wound. And I feel like this is. Yep. This was the perfect shitstorm of EA being EA. And trying to cover up a wound with PR, which they think is uh, 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 ointment, antibacterial ointment, but is actually pure gasoline. And so they're trying to take care of that. It's the Star Wars name, right? Star Wars. And it's just this perfect that be okay, sh- right? shitstorm of like, shit. <laughs> it got out of hand. It, it, it did. It. I mean, it, it got... To- for people who don't know, it got to the point where EA actually had to issue a statement, I think on Thursday night, Friday morning, yeah. basically saying that they have removed all um, in-game purchases from Battlefront 2 until further notice. They will be reintroducing it, but they're basically taking it and reevaluating that basically admitted that they screwed up and it, was, it wasn't their intention for people to get upset about it, of course. Um, but at least for now, the only way you can unlock the characters is by actually playing the game. You cannot purchase anything in the store, um, and they will not roll it out live until they, quote, get it right. Now, um, to interject, before they removed all of that, the amount of money you would have to spend if you were to pay your way to a victory there mm-hmm. was over $2,100 for every single piece of DLC. And these are all based on averages. Yeah, and that's if you were to just pay outright for all of it before they started playing with the numbers and everything. That's a really expensive game. Even the um, even Steel Battalion with the super huge controller for the 360 yep. was only like three hundred dollars. It wasn't even twenty one hundred. So it's I, actually um, pinball and desirable. Since you're in chat, how good of a pinball machine would twenty one hundred dollars get us? And it's probably a shit one if it is even possible. But just to give you a, an idea. I, I want to walk us through the, the, the like timeline here because I think the timeline tells a lot about the situation. Because like the beta happened, and I think hype was generally pretty high around the beta, but loot boxes were there. People acknowledged it. Um, then we had our one week early access period. That's mm-hmm. where you started to see some of the trouble come up. Um, yep. You saw the sixty thousand credit cost for Darth Vader. That's when people started to crunch the numbers. People got a good ten hours with the game, so they were able to really dig in there and see. Um, caused a big hullabaloo. Um, then they did the god awful. It comes out on Tuesday if you pay eighty bucks, but Friday if you pay sixty bucks. Um, it's just it's totally messed up because you can subscribe for thirty dollars a year to get it a week early. Then you can pay twenty more dollars to get it three days early. Yep. Then you just pay the regular money and you get it on Friday. Um, so then right before the game launch or right before uh, like the the early access the deluxe edition yeah. or during that time frame. They said, okay, we hear you. We're chopping the prices by 75%. Tells me one thing. Almost no thought was put into this from the beginning. If you can just on a whim slash prices by 75%, that means that you were charging $200 for that coffee, right? That means that you knew the price was astronomically high and that now you're in a damage control mode and so you're just cutting prices making people feel better. But even if you cut the price of the cup of coffee down from $200 to $20, woo, that's a 90% discount. You're still charging $20 for a cup of fucking coffee. So like, so then that happened. Then we got into the actual release of the game. Oh, well, not even that. There's a little sidebar on that as well with the slashing of the prices. What some people didn't even realize as well is that, yeah, they slashed the prices, but they also slashed some of the ways... You get the credits. Yep. So if you were getting 5,000 credits before, guess what? They chopped 75% off of that, too. So it basically equaled out. There was really no change. The next, and the next, uh, I want to move us into the next chapter, because this is the juicy one. Every year in video games, there's that one phone call we wish we could be on. The one (laughs) phone call we wish we could be on, right? The, my, so far, the top of this list is definitely the phone call with, uh, um, Phil Spencer and... Whoever and uh, whoever I think Sadid Natella 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 from about uh, the Xbox One. Oh, Satya Natella. Satya Natella. I would love to have been on that phone call, but this is definitely phone call of the year award because apparently Bobby Yeager from Disney CEO um, 
talked to EA, and then immediately after that meeting, microtransactions were turned off. Hmm. So you can speculate. Like people, like there, people are speculating left and right about what that phone call was about. I think that the damage to the Star Wars brand has been done. Really? Um, yes. I, I, I sent a tweet out. Sent a tweet out that said, um, just expressing my disappointment in that, like. This is hurting the Star Wars brand, right? Like, did you, there was a Facebook post that was literally made by a Redditor designed to be predatory to Facebook's shareability, right? And it was like, Disney's promoting gambling in their new Star Wars game. Like, all these keywords that would get moms furious. Wow. Like, it's really... And he made it, and he was like, share this on Facebook. Get it in the moms. Get it in front of people. And so it was just like, you can imagine CNN Money started to report on this, right? EA stock took a 3% hit, which... If you don't know much about stocks, that's a huge hit to take from one mix-up. And so now we find ourselves with a full-release game with a microtransaction system that's really predatory, and all they did is turned off the microtransactions. The system's like, still there. You, you're the only one who's played the game so far. Yes. I, can I, I know I'm ranting a lot. Can that's I share fine. my experience? You, it, it's been a while. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I want to share my experience. So... I was actually really excited for this game. I'm an individual who understands that microtransactions are a part of our system, and especially for Star Wars. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is a big part of EA's portfolio this year. It has to do extraordinarily well because they have a lot riding on it, right? So I knew it would be a little bit predatory in nature. Um, my big issue was when I got it home mm-hmm. and started playing it. I've been playing Call of Duty World War II, which is also pretty predatory. It has a $50 season pass and loot boxes. It's double dipping, right? Um, but I'm going to compare these in a little bit because I think it's important too. So I booted up Battlefront 2, and I played four games the night it came out. I had to work the next day, so I didn't get much. But I played four games of the Assault class, my favorite class. Okay. I logged off and went to my collection and noticed that my Assault class was still level zero. I was concerned. I was like, what had happened? I'd opened two loot boxes so far with the credits that I earned from those four matches and that I got when I first booted the game up. And I discovered that the officer class, who I had not even played a single minute of, was level three. And I was like, what the hell? So I clicked on the officer class. One of the star cards was there, equipped in my slot, right? Because it was an empty slot, so it filled it in. And I noticed in the top corner of the star card, it said three. And that was the star card's rarity level. And then it dawned on me that the actual level of your class is not based on your gameplay. It is based entirely on the cards you pull from the booster packs, or from the, the boxes. Which, wow. in theory, you could play a class for 10 hours and get zero progression on it, because you are at the whims of a random system. Now, I switched out, like, this was like, so all of, like, at this point, a pebble was at the top of the hill of disappointment. <laughs> and the avalanche is to come. I thought about Call of Duty, where Call of Duty, they've basically broken progression out and segmented it, right? Your gun has progression, your class has progression, you yourself have progression, and all this progression happens at once. So I'm playing with the MP40, I'm getting XP for me, for the gun, and for the class that I'm playing it with. That's awesome. And the more you play as a class, you unlock new abilities for the class. The more you play as the gun, you get new attachments for the gun. And the more you play as you, you get the option to prestige and all the things that Call of Duty fans love. And I compared that with with EA's Battlefront 2, and I was like, something is wrong. Yeah, something's super wrong. Um, and so from that point forward, I've just kind of developed this, like, disgust. Like, it's not even, like, not even anger. Like, I know a lot of people are angry about it, and there's no shortage of hatred online. But, like, it's almost just, like, disgust with, like, it's the same feeling I get from playing Star Wars Droid Battle on the mobile device, because I, I play it. It's Candy Crush with a Star Wars sticker. And I feel bad for playing it because I know it's just Candy Crush with a Star Wars sticker. But I like Star Wars, so I play it. And so I get that same feeling where I feel like I'm being exploited because I like Star Wars. And that doesn't... It doesn't make me feel proud to be a Star Wars fan at that point. And I... Let me get real for a moment. I'm sincere... I don't, in my heart, believe that's what Disney wants. Like, I know Disney wants to make money. But Kathleen Kennedy, who's the head of Lucasfilm, is a very passionate woman who is led Star Wars into this awesome new era with new characters and new stories to tell. And I just can't imagine that they want the stigma around Star Wars to be a predatory franchise that preys on kids and nostalgia alike. I just can't imagine that that was their goal setting out. That's where I think that whatever they need to do on this game, it needs to be 
more than just turning microtransactions off, right? Like, I should play as an assault class. There should be progression to that. I should be able to get my weapons. Like, right now you have weapon progression, which is all right, but there's you, four weapons per class. You should feel like there's a sense of progression. Yes. Because like, like you said, you played for four hours, and your class that you were actively engaging in was zero. Zero. I can get crafting components, which are separate from credits, mm -hmm. but the crafting components can be used to unlock star cards. But again, you're at beholden of like, how yep. many of those do you get? What do I get? Hopefully I get something. And yeah. then it's super, oh, sorry, one more thing, mm -hmm. super frustrating to be playing online and then to get killed by a legend, like an epic tier thermal detonator to find out that that was included in the, suit, the special edition. Oh, and man. so at this point you are now leaving game changing upgrades not just cosmetics mm. anymore game changing upgrades blocked behind a, basically an RNG slot if machine. only you had paid the extra $30 to get the gold edition if only if I was only an, you had if done only that. I was an elite trooper I'm just a trooper <laughs> so I'm I mean elite trooper. It, it, I think we could all agree that it's kind of rough it's been kind of rough for um, Battlefront 2 I'm curious what Sales numbers are going to be if they announce sales at all. Um, for they won't this announce game. it if it's bad. Oh, they they never do. They never do. What taking the spotlight off of Battlefront Two? We've over the past couple of months there have been a lot of pocket conversations about microtransactions in games, and it's kind of built up to this big event with Battlefront Two because, like I said, it's supposed to be a big hit. What do you guys think this means for the future? Of microtransactions, um, does it is it going to be is this better for microtransactions? Worse? About the same? What do you guys think? Oh, this is definitely worse for it, but it's unless people are consistent, it's people forget about it, and then companies will try to push it again. And you know, people tend to uh, forget things fairly easily nowadays. It's like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> There's actual proof that it is bad for the end. I'll say for the industry. It's bad for the industry because CD Projekt Red, infamous, everyone's favorite developer, winner of the very first Rocket Punch game of the year, Witcher 3 is arguably one of the greatest games of this console generation. They, there was a rumor, and I don't even think this rumor had any credit to it, but there was a rumor that their next game would include microtransactions in a, like a significant format. They literally had to come out and PR, no, our next game is a single player focused game we do not plan on doing any type of predatory microtransactions. Um, I, they said expect Witcher 3 or more. That's what they said. Wow. So that is... The fact that companies are now having to address a rumor about it tells you it's bad. Um, just microtransactions, microtransactions in and of themselves are not bad, but it is all about the implementation. Two games I think nail it right on the head. Overwatch on the PC... Halo 5 Guardians on the consoles. I think that both of those games are immaculate examples of what microtransactions can do for fans and should look like for consumers. And that's been, especially listening to pundits across the gaming industry, that's what I've heard a lot. Like, a lot of people have pointed to Overwatch as like, this is how you do it right. And like, this is how you do microtransactions right. They're all cosmetic. There's no game-breaking, game-winning stuff you'll get from loot boxes. They're treated as a reward. That's kind of your de facto progression when you go through this game. Even, I think, didn't Mike Borheim come out in an interview? And I think he came out and said, like, no, we have, our implementation on loot boxes is good. We're doing it right. Like, <laughs> we have the good loot boxes. We don't have the bad ones like everybody else does. And it... But I know with the conversation around the industry is with microtransactions has been one big point has been like is this too like is our companies putting microtransactions in their games to try and offset developer costs and because games are more expensive to make than they ever have been now yeah. and is that is this just a point of like some developers are getting too carried away and they right. need to calm down because yeah. I, I agree with you Seth on the point that I don't think, me personally, I do not think that microtransactions in games are bad, but the implementations can be bad. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, so, I want to jump back to what I was talking about earlier, mm -hmm. because uh, Stephen from Pinball Undesirables, he actually went even further than just responding and saying, yeah, you can get one from like the 80s. He found a, a pinball machine online that's for sale in Nashville. It's 1400 bucks. So before all these changes were made, 
you could have bought a pinball machine and then an iPhone. Wow. <laughs> and, for and the amount of money. For the amount of money you would have spent on DLC. That's um, crazy. Just to kind of put that in there. Yeah, and Cameron, jumping back to kind of what you were talking about, I was like, what is, what's a healthy cycle, like post-monetization <laughs> cycle? Um, I'm going to cite Overwatch again. Uh, I think that Overwatch is, is writing the book on what post-monetization should look like. Um, step one, their, co- their loot boxes are purely cosmetic. The problem with that is that, that you're, let me put on my business hat again. Well, how do we get people to keep buying limited events? Overwatch does it. It works phen- phenomenally. Now, would Disney allow you to put, you know, a Stormtrooper <laughs> helmet and swap it out for, like, Mickey Mouse's head? Probably not. If they did it, would people buy them? Hell yes, they would. What about Mickey Mouse ears? Mickey Mouse ears on your Stormtrooper or a Mandalorian helmet. Like, yes, just do that type of stupid shit and, like, people will buy it. Um, the second part about it is what is what do we do with that money, right? Like, that's always the paranoia. Is like, well, they'll make all this extra money, but then... Uh, you know, those are Christmas bonuses the, for yeah, the corporate for the corporate people. And yeah, I don't trust EA to use that money well. Why? Because Visceral got shut down, right? Like obviously they are going to cut the dead weight, quote unquote. I'm not saying that Visceral was bad. Financially, they probably were um, compared to what EA wants, right? They want every game to basically be Madden, so a single player <laughs> game is not going to do that. So uh, whereas Overwatch, Blizzard has taken this phenomenal new IP that they've created and they're essentially about to take a stab at running an NFL for gamers like Overwatch League is the biggest most interesting esports test case I have seen since the creation of esports it is can esports be taken seriously not as a alternative sport but as its own like can esports survive on its own and I think they've got all the things that they need to survive and what the only reason they're able to do that is because they've made so much money after the game came out so I think that's a great example of what it could do but then EA comes along and does shit like this and it just turns everyone off to it right so I don't know at this point what about you Will? oh man Uh, I can tell you uh, personal opinion it's turned mm-hmm. me off of buying this game at all because I I was waffling back and forth and Cam can yes yeah, yeah he was because uh, I was talking about it, I'm like man it looks so good I I kind of like the first one even though it was limited in its scope you know it was just a you shiny... didn't get the season pass that's okay no actually, <laughs> I didn't buy the season pass <laughs> you didn't get all the maps <laughs> no no I didn't um, no I did that for Destiny <laughs> yeah you did yeah don't worry, I did too. Sorry. But, yeah. um, but no, in, in total honesty, it's one of those is like with all this crap going on, it's like, no, I'm sorry, you fucked with Star Wars. I'm not I'm not doing this. I, I like my Star Wars. They did too fuck much. with Star Wars. I can confirm that. <laughs> so, they really did. And, and it hurt the brand. It really uh, did. A lot of South Park gifts, apparently, of Mickey Mouse beating <laughs> the crap out of that guy. I don't remember what episode that's from, but there are a lot uh, of gifts it, like it's that. It's from the Jonas Brothers episodes. Okay, okay, the Jonas Brothers episode. But it. Here's the thing they they messed up. You, we saying they messed up the Star Wars brand. And I'm, I'm losing my train of thought here. It does that mean? But why are businesses still continuing to put microtransactions in there? And I think I know we've talked with Chris from Credible Threat Gaming. We always plug him in every episode we do. Just about. Um, we talked. We had a conversation about. These microtransactions, and I brought up one of the points is that, well, that, yeah, it's true. You know, maybe they messed up the Star Wars brain. That's fine. But guess what? If you from putting the business hat on, as you said, Seth, mm-hmm. sitting and looking at those numbers, I cannot believe that those business guys aren't sitting down. the The number crunchers, the bean counters, are like, look, we everybody's saying what they're saying. Maybe that's the vocal minority, but we're looking at the numbers. Activision made $3.6 billion last fiscal year on tr- microtransactions alone from all of their games. And that includes yep. Activision Blizzard. That includes Overwatch and Hearthstone. Now, a billion of that was Overwatch. <laughs> so, like, $3.6 billion just on the microtransactions. Yeah. Yep. And, like, from a business person's perspective, that's sending a message loud and clear that... Gamers as a whole, as an industry, overall, want microtransactions and they're willing to purchase them. Maybe not want, they're willing to purchase them and willing to spend more money on this game. And what do you, even if it's that vocal minority that's going out there and saying, these are horrible, these are predatory. If people are buying them and willingly giving money, 
whether they think it's a bad thing or some people just like, no, I, I really appreciate it and like doing this. Like, if you're one of those people that doesn't like the way bad microtransactions, microtransactions are implemented, what do you do to that? What do you say, especially when the business guy's like, look, we're making money. This, regardless, like, a lot of talk about business and art. Video games, yes, are art, but the people making them and creating them are, it's a business and they have yeah. to, at the bare minimum, even the developers, they have to pay the people to work and create the game. And, you know, we don't know if people are getting bonuses and stuff based on what's going on. We're going to take that out of the equation. But they still have to, look, we have to pay people those games. People don't buy the game or if there are issues, your studios get closed. Visceral yeah. Studios, um, Telltale laid off a good chunk of their workforce because they they overstretch themselves. And what do you, what do you say to that? Like, they're looking at the numbers and, like, people are buying the loot boxes. I, I think that the purchase... The purchase process for gaming right now is more confusing than it's ever been. Gaming is mean, yeah, also bigger than it's ever been. Like we've yeah. we've we've talked about in the past, PlayStation outselling Xbox two to one, but the Xbox is still outpacing itself for the three sixty era, right? Like that should tell you how big gaming is. Yeah. They are outpacing themselves and selling each other over two to one. So gaming inevitably is growing and these are growing pains, right? This is growing pains with an industry that has started as a niche that was 10 years ago considered something that only kids did and is now growing into a full featured industry while I would argue many other industries are dying because of like movies not doing great in theaters right like certain ones do but like majority of them are not doing great meanwhile gaming is growing bigger than ever right so like these are growing pains as it becomes a mega industry um, but boiling it down like I think that now it's just another line item for gamers to consider right like now you have to consider is it a game that I like, right? Like, if you're not into shooters, you're probably not going to go pick up Battlefront, right? Yeah. If you... So that that's an item you consider. Like, what type of game is it? Um, what platform do I play it on, right? Destiny has bonus stuff on PlayStation 4, but my, play, my friends play on PC. Which one should I get it for? What's more important to you, yeah. right? Now you have to look at this... Po Sorry for such a marketing term, but post-purchase monetization... Um, and I think that Pinball Undesirables in chat brought up an actual quote from one of the uh, finance calls, turning players into payers. That's the goal. That's the bean counter's goal right now is they're trying to figure out how to get us to do that. Um, and so it's just something you have to consider. Cyberpunk 2033 or whatever. I can't remember. 2077. 2077. Thank 2077. you. When that game comes out, probably we'll have, similar to Witcher 3, two giant expansions that you can buy an expansion pass for. If you're comfortable with that, awesome, you'll buy it. If you're not comfortable with that, then you probably won't buy it. And you shouldn't buy it. That's the main thing is everyone's saying it. I'll say it. You vote with your wallet. Yep. I bought Battlefront 2. Throw your hate at me. I like Star Wars more than I dislike the microtransaction system. So I am eating my words here. But at the end of the day, if this were Battlefield, let's say this was Battlefield 2. <laughs> for yeah, yeah, Battlefield WW2 or whatever next Battlefield will be. Yeah, I wouldn't put up with this because I don't have enough connection with that franchise. That's another... You have to weigh it, right? Everything's yeah. a, a balance. I mean, you're, so. all, you're always going to have your favorite stuff. And yeah. I don't think you should be in the wrong because you like Star Wars, you've got Battlefront 2. You shouldn't be in the wrong for that. You know, like, I like Battlefront 2. People are... We can't take some of the stuff we see on the internet and just equate it to the, all the people that play games as a whole. That's a bill, billions of dollars industry, millions of players, maybe even billions around the world that play some type of game. Yeah. Period. And it... I mean, even... We hadn't even mentioned this. Uh, Take-Two and Rockstar. Take-Two's already come out on their conference call for Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto Online. They've made way more money on GTA Online than they did on GTA Five, which is now the best-selling game in the United States in history ever. 80, over 85 million copies I think of GTA, GTA 5. owns that. Yeah. Like they, basically, GTA 6 will beat GTA yeah. 5 in that. So. They've come out and already said, in, in a conference call, like all future Take-Two games will include some type of, I can't remember the quote, like, but some type of post-purchase monetization plan in the game. So Red Dead Redemption 2, guess what? You're going to get that Red Dead Online, and you're probably going to have some type of um, microtransaction system. But in GTA Online's defense, nobody's really said. I think generally people have enjoyed the microtransaction in there. They're cos again, they're cosmetic. You know, you get some more skins for your cars, get some better, you know, 
I know, like some skins for your guns, maybe cool little guns you can use one time. Horse armor. Oh, yeah, there you go. I'm horse sure they have is... horses and horse armor in there. But um, I just don't. I think for me, the big thing I would want to stress is that, again, it's not. Microtransactions aren't bad. I think that it's the way they're implemented. And I think that a gaming industry as a whole and a lot of gamers need to come to that realization. I think that the EA and Battlefront 2 debacle was great because. Gamers voiced their concern when they noted predatory practices in microtransactions. I don't. I. I think we can all agree, microtransactions are not going to go away. I think they're here to stay. The numbers prove it. I would There's, say, on that note, don't blame yeah. the noun. Blame the adjective. Right? Like microtransactions are here to stay. There's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Predatory microtransactions are not great. Right? Whereas. Fun micro, like, I would say Overwatch microtransactions are fun. Like, yeah. getting which mercy is fun. Yeah. Like, that is a fun way to do it, and it's optional. Those are the yeah. two key components: is it fun and is it optional? In Battlefront's case, it is not optional. If you don't buy a loot box, you don't progress. And it's something that yeah, that's not okay. Yeah, it's never okay. And I think that we have to, as gamers, be vigilant when we see those bad practices and let people know, hey, look, this isn't okay. Like, we need to, you're not doing it right. You're basically praying and trying to get money from people. And I feel, I feel like I shouldn't buy your game or I shouldn't help you out. And I want to help you out. You want, it's Star Wars. You want to love, you love that brand. You want to help this game out. But when you're charging $60,000 for Darth Vader, but you only get credits, credits, I mean, maybe (laughs) $60,000. When you're charging 60,000 credits for Darth Vader and you're only getting five credits every at the end of every match that's probably not true but it just as an example that makes it really hard like how long do I have to play this game like without buying anything at all before I get to Darth Vader so I can buy him and that's the one character you have yeah no it's I'm not gonna be buying it it, any other any other last minute things on microtransactions I, I I I'm really hoping that a lot of the devs have looked at this incident and learn from it. I it, I have one more thing because yeah. I don't want to present you with just problems. I would like to also provide you tools for solutions. Um, and this is actually a thing that is more of a behavioral change for people um, because it's we can all very clearly say that the reaction that we got from the Battlefront debacle was anger. There was anger. People were angry. They lashed out. There were articles about death threats. Da 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 da. That is, everyone's saying it. That is not okay. Um, I don't know how many people out there are parents. I'm not a parent. I don't personally have a child. But think about what is the more, what would hurt your feelings more as a parent? Maybe your friend, right? Maybe your friend comes to you. What would hurt you more? If your friend comes up to you and says, I hate you, or if they come up and say, I'm disappointed in you, right? Like, generally, disappointment is going to cut way deeper than hate because the hate is probably coming from a knee-jerk reaction, something you did, you took something away or you did something, but you know that over time that, like, that hate will go away, whereas disappointment is something that lingers. It's something that stays forever. It's, you did something and I'm disappointed in you and you've betrayed that trust that I had in you, right? My feelings towards Star Wars Battlefront Two are not hate, are not anger. It is severe disappointment, both in EA for honestly being that greedy. It's fucking Star Wars. You don't have to sell this. People will buy it automatically. I bought the game to spot all the bullshit. That should say something about the fans of Star Wars and how dedicated they are. Now, some of you chose not to. That's fine. Um, Again, vote with your dollar. But... When I tweet, when I talk to them, and I make sure to tag them, I want to make sure that not only the developers, because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the developers are kind of held hostage. Like the way video games are that's, set up now is that's a that's a different conversation for another a day. Totally a lot of um, a lot of insider stuff I've heard. Sometimes they're not necessarily held hostage, and sometimes the devs are the ones implementing the stuff. And that but, may be the case. Yeah, they but, want to protect their jobs, and they know that they need the post post purchase monetization PPM. We have to acronym. And Can we coin that? PPM. PPM. Oh, I'm sure it's on a spreadsheet somewhere. But the the fact here is I think that the conversation, like I like to imagine that the Bobby Yeager conversation was very pointed and that this is, this is damaging our brand and our brand is way more valuable than this game. 
And I like to think that that conversation's root was in the disappointment that fans felt Star Wars was being handled, right? My my feelings were disappointment. I said, I am disappointed in everyone involved. I'm disappointed in Disney for allowing this. Because at the end of the day, they're the license holder. They control. They have the kill switch, right? I'm disappointed in EA for being this predatory about it. I am disappointed in DICE, if they came up with it, in not fighting for it harder, right? Like, it's just disappointment across the board. And I think that goes a lot further than me being angry and threatening people's lives and doing things that I think undermine human decency, right? And so that's where, like, if you ever have these types of frustrations, A, think through it, think through your argument, come up with, like, the thing that actually upsets you about it, and then deliver that in a way that's elegant, right? Like, if you're angry, it's okay to be angry, but do so in a in a structured and mature manner. That's my two cents. Will, but, last thoughts... That's valid. You took a lot of my steam here. <laughs> so, my bad. No, no, that's good. That's good. That's a good problem to have. Honestly, though, um, ultimately, if you don't like it and you don't like the decisions they're making, don't spend your money on it. I will not be giving my fifty nine ninety nine plus tax to EA. No, you got to get the gold edition for eighty nine ninety nine. Look, I, at this point, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys right now, if it's an EA uh, published title, I will not be buying it for the next year minimum. Fun fact. The game was not available in Amazon search physically. Only digital results showed up when you searched for it. I found a way to it by going into a product for the PC physical copy and then switching to the Xbox version. Second fun fact, it was set up to where it would not ship until the Friday it came out. So you wouldn't get it till the next Tuesday. It's basically uh, shoehorned me into buying it digitally at full price versus buying it with my Amazon Prime discount. Physically. Wow. Yeah. It was all around. Folks, it is a shit show. It yeah. was a shit storm. That was, it was all around crazy. Well, that's okay. I'm not buying EA games anymore, so uh, I'll have a lot more free time. <laughs> it, it, my, my message to EA is, is you have Mutt and you have Futt, which is FIFA Ultimate Team, Madden Ultimate Team. Those are fantastic monetization structures you've set up. People are more than willing to pay 20 bucks for a it's, pack of rare cards. That That is I, you are so blessed to have I'm, that. I'm curious how this is going to go because there have been articles where um, people in the FUT community have been talking about, well, why are, monet- why are tr- microtransactions in our games? Maybe if Battlefront 2 fans are doing this, maybe we can do this for FIFA Ultimate Team and FIFA 19 or something like that. So. I'm just like, it, the thing I need them to understand is that those gamers are so dedicated because that is the game they invest in every ounce of their soul into right like they're not buying they don't care about generally they don't care about the other games they may there may be some cross-pollination but they're the folks who are buying fifa and maybe gta when it comes out like that is something that does not carry across the entire industry and by let me last thing i'm so sorry go ahead please hang on hang on hang on we gotta dust it off for the set soapbox for the love of god If the internet is mad at you about something, the last thing you should do is host an AMA about it. (laughs) Because an AMA is a recipe for disaster if you don't walk in there with the biggest heart known to man. If you walk in with a single drop of PR at all, it is a feeding frenzy that you will incite. And the fact that they did that just it was like oh don't worry we got a bucket of water guys we'll put the fire out and they throw it and then it's literally acme cartoon it says gasoline on the side (laughs) well whoops it was real bad don't do that please pr 101 anything else nah video games if that's it then that is going to wrap up episode 83 of the rocket punch cast Brought to you in part by Comically Large <laughs> Tombstone. Tombstone. I'm so sorry, audio listeners. You didn't hear earlier during our funeral. I have a Comically Large Tombstone. <laughs> that, uh, for the death of Star Wars for and death. any rip-enabled actions that occur. So, Star Wars Battlefront 2, Darth Turner mm. review, rip. Rip. <laughs> Hashtag rip. Rip out of 10. It... Remember, guys, you can always go to rockbunchgo.com to find out all the goodness and everything that we create, our podcasts and our streams that we do here at Rocket Punch, just like the Rocket Punch cast we're tuning in. Um, once more, I think it can't be said enough, 
will continue to say it. Thank you to everyone who donated, who helped support in any shape, form, or fashion our Extra Life huge event for 49 hours. Um, thank all the lovely ladies in here that was helping to cook and clean and keep us in shape for the 49 hours. Uh, thank, again, Rocket Punch veteran Seth Turner for jumping in, coming down to join us for our podcast in the last little bit of our stream. Listen, you need me to rant about Star Wars? Call me. Well, I, Call we, me we, You know we've got you on speed dial. I'm, we know you know I'm we've ready. got you on speed dial. I'm, my body is ready and willing. No, your body is Reggie. My body <laughs> is Reggie ready. Come here, Isis. This is one of the, the unsung heroes of the stream, Isis. She was everybody loved Isis on the All stream. The pets. So, but All um, the pets. Yeah, guys, she, it, it just wouldn't have been the same if we had not had come Isis. On. Come on, come on up here. Boop. There you go. Then come say hey. Oh, sure, but no. Isis okay. is the Super Mario Odyssey of puppers. There you go. The there best. you go. The best. And, and of course, as people are saying in chat, um, you don't have to thank us. We we do our best to give you guys awesome content each and every week. Um, don't worry. I think we're gonna. We're going to slow down a little bit, especially for December. We've got a lot of other events that we're going to be doing, especially in January. Get ready for Game of the Year conversations and whatnot, but we got to play them first. So that's probably going to be our December, but don't worry. We're still going to have our streams um, and our podcast rolling through back to our normal schedules after this week. But again, thank you guys so much for all the support you've given us for the Extra Life stream and everything we do. We will see you guys next time. The thing people don't realize um, is that Rocket Punch is entirely run by bears. By bears? All of us are bears. Now we use a lot of magic and smoke and mirrors and cinematography to make us look like people, but we're actually bears. So the big point here is we gotta go hibernate. That's part of our life cycle, right? If we don't do that shit, we, we will die. I, so that's I, why we're taking it a little bit of time off. I don't know how much longer I'm gonna stay awake. I'm probably gonna be late to work tomorrow. <laughs> Will, do you have, you have to work tomorrow? One o'clock. Oh, you, know, so you, get the, you know what? We should, I'm sleeping in. We should show fans what Star Wars... We need to stream a couple hours of Battlefront 2 right after this. <laughs> One more game podcast already Says did that. the dude who walked in two hours ago. You know, now, now it's I time. I can send you a stream key. I'm giving the signal to Hunter. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the extra life and the 49 hours. Thanks we'll for see. Me. Thanks for having I, Oh, Darth Turner on Twitter. There you Basically go. everything. There you go. Plug like it Darth in. Vader, but my last name, Turner. <laughs> We're cutting the stream. We'll see you guys next time. See you later. Bye. Farewell. Bye. We're going to sleep. <laughs>